Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. On Weston Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Vinny's yelling at me, treating me horribly because I pressed the button and now the computers are off in front of me. I was trying to press the button to see if I could access Bluetooth through my iPad that I'm going to try to give some sound bites off of. Yeah. And he said, press the button. This is the only thing he said, right? I mean, and tell me, you were a witness. You heard it. I did. He said, press the button. I said, okay, which one? There's a few pieces of equipment down here. He said, press the button. Like, I'm the idiot. <laughs> so I pressed the button, right? I see. I said, I asked him, too, what it's labeled. I said, is it CLT, FNZ Studio One? He said, yep, I think so. Pressed it. Computer went off. So that's your fault as far as I'm concerned, Fitty. You know I'm what? On, I'm about to come fix it. All right, go ahead. Well, no, I want you over on there on the mic because we need to talk about the story you told us during the break. Oh, no. And then we need to send it to the text line that I can't read until I pull it up on this computer after refreshing it. You talked about cursing in front of your dad for the first time ever, at least dropping the F-bomb. Yeah. (laughs) So have you never cursed in front of him altogether, or was this just the first F-bomb you dropped in front of him? This was the first, like, I guess, like, you know, major four-letter word. Like, my dad works in construction. I've worked with him in construction. There's a way that you talk at work, then there's a way that you talk at home. And so at work, you know, there's a lot of things that's a lot more lenient that gets – that, that, that doesn't get the eyebrow. <laughs> and he's a guy that will use the F word every now and again. And I mm-hmm. hope he's not listening because if so, he's going to beat my butt. But I, I have never said it in front of him. Now, like my mom all the time didn't care. Like I, I was going to I was going to drop the F bomb in front of her. OK, it was just you know different respect there. But over the weekend when I was visiting the family, having a little father son time, the F bomb came out. <laughs> well, what was the reaction? Like, yeah, you're leaving the best part out. What was the reaction? Were you scared? Did you immediately, like, tense up and say, oh, I didn't mean to. Sorry, no, Pop. I mean, I just I was, I was, just started laughing. We were watching the Dodger game. I bought the MLB, like, I bought the full MLB package so I could watch all of my, the Mets games. He could watch all the Dodgers games. And Freddie Freeman came up to bat. And he's like, he's like, you know, I know I'm supposed to love Freeman because he's on the team now. But I still hate him because he beat us back two years ago or three years ago during the COVID year. And I was sitting there and I was like, yeah, I hate him too. <laughs> but I blank, I effing love watching him hit. <laughs> just, <laughs> something so benign as well. Like there wasn't even any anger. You were just. Yeah, it was, it was just, just like a casual conversation. And he looked over me. Thought. And he just said, son. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, that's pretty funny, isn't it? Yeah. How did your parents react the first time you cussed in front of them? Mm. I want to hear about it. 704-570-9610. What about you, Wes? First time you cussed in front of your mom. Um, was she angry? Nah, she definitely. Okay there was none of that. Like what Fiddy said, dropping F-bombs on the regular. Yeah. None of that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And well, so, she doesn't like it when we've done it, the FCC acceptable ones that we've yeah, done. She yeah. told and, us that and, we yeah, need to Yeah, and I mean, that's funny. Like I said, just uh, just on a funny uh, racial humor, I always noticed that my white friends would curse in front of their parents. 
but my black friends, that was like a no-no. That's a two Americas. Like I, I'll say it in front of my mom, like to make her laugh sometimes, the light ones, because she'll crack up sometimes when I say certain ones. The only time she really hits me angry and I curse like that is when I'm watching 49er games. Like, then I or Wake Forest games as well. Will she say something like Wes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, that's exactly what it is. She'd be like Wes. Will she drop a Wesley on you? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. What about the middle name? Will she go there even at this age? No, no, she won't say that. So I, I try to limit. Like during the NFC Championship game, she told me I could get three freebies. She's like, you can get three. She <laughs> what happens if nice. you surpass it? Do you need to watch it in a different mo- uh, room? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I tried to. I got a. I got a lot of men under my breath, but uh-huh. I think probably the first time. I don't even know. Probably during a game, she probably heard. Because one time my mom actually did. It was funny. During a game, I forget who we were playing. I walked off the field because we had had a couple of drives in a row. We didn't do anything. And I was letting them go. And I heard my mom <laughs> yelling, Wesley Taylor, like over the whole crowd. <laughs> and wait for us. And she was yelling that out. Uh, she yelled out that she raised me better when I was down there dropping the words like that. So my, my mom nor my dad really cared like that. And now I didn't really do it until early high school. Mm-hmm. And that's when I would let them fly yeah. in front because they never cared. Yeah. I was just too scared to find out if they did. Yeah. Especially my mom. Yeah. I was not about to. Yeah. Because they cut. Co- they cuss in front of me all the time. Yeah. And so I guess it makes sense that they wouldn't care if I cussed in front of them, but I was not about to find out if my mom didn't yeah. care because if she did, I guarantee you it would be the last time that I cussed. Yeah. In front I'll of probably her. let my son as he gets older, if he's playing a sport or something like that, if he lets one go, I'll probably be okay with that. But as far as just sitting around me and talking like a sailor, like, no, we're not. Joe, not <laughs> Joe Gibbs Jr. wrote in, dropped an F-bomb in front of my mom when I was seven years old. She broke a branch off the tree in the Ooh. front yard and tried to beat the tar heel out of me. <laughs> LOL. Yeah. I mean, oh, when you that age, it's a wrap. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I did that once. I think I, because there was always a famous story. They told me I walked in a room and I saw something. Uh, they would like, I forget what it was, something on TV or something like that. And I said, what the hell is that? Mm -hmm. I was like, maybe like five. Trophy husband wrote in the first time I said, (laughs) (laughs) trophy husband said the first time I said, crap, I saw that belt coming off and I took off running. Dang. Yeah, that's scary. That's tough. Now, I look, surprise, surprise. See, I don't even want to tell y'all this because okay. I know y'all are going to throw it in front of my face. All right, that's exactly what y'all are going to do. You know we will. I know. I know you will. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you I will do the self-deprecating thing for the good of the show. But I definitely was not getting in trouble with my mom like that, mm-hmm. especially. Now, my dad lived in Indiana, so I really didn't have a whole lot of shots to be in trouble with him. Yeah. But with my mom... I never really did anything crazy that deserved a beat down or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I knew, I knew, no, I'm not, that this is stupid. I'm good on not doing the troublesome things. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to go home and live life to the fullest and be okay. Yeah. And then on the, on the flip side, she trusted me enough to do what I wanted. Cause you know, I'm going to be crazy. And if I did, I knew the beat. See, that's was good. Down. Yeah, no, it was. that's a good deal. There was a level of respect that yeah. I'm glad I had that some of my friends did not for their parents. And they would have to do the whole. Yeah, I had you, to learn the hard way. You go home. You go outside. You you pick a stick out. And if it's not big enough, then I'm going to go pick and it's going to be a lot worse. I mean, can you think of the mental torture that is? I never had. To I know. I know. I, I did not. <laughs> I, I did know not. what it is. I think that's probably my first taste of anxiety. <laughs> As a child, when I knew that spanking was coming, especially when it was going to be a switch. Uh-huh. And, I mean, we stayed in one neighborhood one time, and it was just a row of trees. And so I knew when I had done something. When I felt that car slowing down and get ready to pull over to the side so she could go 
pick some off the branch. It was, oh, God. It yeah. was awful. Fiddy, did you have a disciplinary action your parents carried out on you that you wanted to share? Did y'all ever have to get your mouth washed out with soap? That happened to me once. So it happened to me once, too. And it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't for cussing. It was a Sunday afternoon. We get out of church. I'm with my, with my mom. And we go to Walmart to go get groceries, whatever, and we get out. Well, we're coming out, and I wanted to get a soda out of, like, the 99-cent soda machine. And she told me no. And I just said, Mom, I don't get why you're so poor. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't get clothesline. <laughs> How old were you? God, I was maybe maybe 10 years old. Uh, maybe. <laughs> 11, 12 at the absolute max. That would have been it. I, 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 was, oh. I was doing the classic thing one time where... I wanted my mom to leave because she was doing the whole thing where she talked way too long. All I wanted to do was go home. Oh, yeah. That'll get you. That'll <laughs> yeah. get you. So I wanted to go home, and we were coming home from the store or whatever. She saw somebody she knew, and it went on forever. And I told my mom. this is Now, this is as disrespectful <laughs> as I've been to her. I told my mom, Mom, you talk too much. Let's Ooh. go home. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sorry to this day. Fiddy, did you apologize for that? When you said that, I, I mean, oh, you didn't. <laughs> it was one of those. Where do you like, want to do this right that, now? Do you want to apologize to your that mom wonderful right now? mother? I'm sure she was just hurt and then doing send, the best she could to buy food for you your behind. You can send the soundbite to her if you want to apologize to her right yeah. now. I mean, I know I I did apologize, but like in the moment, I was like, I want a soda. Like, well, right, like, right. You can't right. give me a dollar to get a soda, and I I, I remember it was like a blue. Like a blue raspberry type of soap or whatever <laughs> that I that she washed my mouth out. Sounds actually as she should. okay as it. But it that's be. Yeah, but okay. You, you want some soap suds, buddy? No, but <laughs> if, if we're gonna be choosing from Dawn or blue raspberry, yeah, give me the flavored soap. That sounds like it was okay. It and sounds the, like she did you a favor. The worst part was that it was Super Bowl Sunday, and my dad was like, "You know what? Now you don't get to watch the first half." Like I, oh, I got like double punished, and I was like, "I just called should. her poor." Did you, Fitty, that was awful. No, Fitty, that was, are you kidding me? Do you still not awful. understand? Th this is the problem. You still don't understand. Yes. You deserve a beating. Wait till you have a kid and they say something crazy to you like that. <laughs> Fitty, you, you up in there, you can, especially you talk about your salary. Hopefully by then you'll be making more money. But if your kid said, Dad, you're so broke. You're immediately going to go to the foul oh. line. <laughs> as soon as a kid. The the story that, the, the way that my mom nixed any of that kind of thing. I was five years old and I just could not get it through my head that in kindergarten, those toys in my classroom were not okay. Okay, to take uh, home. Yeah, yeah. And so she told me, you can't do it. It's stealing. I said, yeah. okay, cool. Went right back to school and did the same thing. Yeah. Putting them in my pockets. There was some different stuff that I wanted. Yeah. I just didn't realize you needed to have money to pay for stuff. So I was out here stealing. Yeah. So then we went to Lowe's Hardware <laughs> one time. My mom took me to Lowe's Hardware. And there was this little Frisbee thing that I wanted desperately. Yeah. I still remember to this day, it was like, it wasn't even a dollar. It yeah. wasn't. It was just a tiny little Frisbee thing. But I knew it was wrong. Mm -hmm. I still wanted it. So I thought I was going to be slick and say, hey, mom, it's okay. I'll catch up. And she knew what I was doing. Oh, yeah. So she went around the corner, peeked at me. No. I took it, tried to put it in my pocket, hide it under my shirt. It was a little too big. It was the worst con job ever trying to bring that thing out. Mom grabbed my arm, drug me to the cashier, and then parked me a little bit further away so where she could, I could not hear what they were talking about. Yeah. She had set up a situation for it to look like I was going to go to jail and I was going to go to jail oh, for a while. Good for you her. talk about balling. <laughs> I was scared to death. I thought I was going to do life in jail for stealing that little 50 cent Frisbee thing. I was, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I won't do it ever.
ever again. Gotcha. And I never did. And that's that is the one thing. She she got me on the straight and narrow, baby. Straight it's funny narrow. though, you said that I did the exact same thing one time in a Win Dixie. Talk about throwback. Oh, Win yes. Dixie off of Tuckasiti. <laughs> and I put a magazine, I think it was a, I wanted a slam magazine or something like that. My mom didn't have the money Fire. at the time. Being a kid, not understanding the value of money. Same. And put it in my thing. And my mom, she just had those senses and she knew. Now, that time I didn't get a, I didn't get a whooping for that. It was more the disappointment, which is kind of just as it, bad or worse it, when you depend, get. That yeah. says a lot about who you yeah. are as a kid. Is yeah. it the disappointment? The, yeah, when it disappointed in you that she did it, mm-hmm. she, did, she didn't even do it. But no, I, I got a lot for school stuff. I didn't stop uh, getting spankings until seventh grade when my mom actually came to the school and uh, she gave me a couple of licks in one of the conference rooms, and the lady had to tell her, like, uh, yeah, you can't do that. Uh, t- <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. I didn't get in trouble anymore in school after that. I told the line. But up until that point, it was – that's why she had just had enough because she was getting phone calls at least once a week. All right. Trophy husband just said, good grief, man. They just – there are a couple people just writing some reactions. Brian just said, Jesus, Fiddy. Yeah, Fiddy got people crying right now. They crying. They probably calling their mama, telling her how much they I'm love sorry. her. I'm sorry. Mama, I remember back in the day it was tough. I just wanted to tell you I love you because this guy on the radio. It's uh, Tar Heel Tony. He said soap in the mouth was never fun. I used to go to this lady's house for daycare. She used to put – crushed red pepper on your fingers oh. if you picked your nose oh oh that sounds like it would hurt more than anything that's, yeah that's i'm that's sorry old school. tar heel tony i apologize all right we did the not please the tease thing question. it was fun but we didn't talk about chris mortensen we didn't let's do that on we the got other time. side we, we got we're backed up now so let's go ahead and talk about chris mortensen number one pick he said it's going to be bryce young do we buy it plus Boom or bust percentages for the top five QBs. That includes Hendon Hooker, who we haven't talked about nearly as much since the Panthers traded up to get that first pick. It's coming up next. Wesson Walker Sports Radio, (laughs) 92.7 WFNZ. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta. And check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. All right, we're going to stay on track this time. This is the Western Walker Show. It's going to be tough. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ, man. I'm getting caught up looking at this high school linebacker with the mullet that won't quit. Sammy Brown, number one linebacker in the country. You know, Walker, I like the prospects. So I was checking him out right there. I'm going to look at his footage during the next break. Did you give him a higher grade because of his mullet? Uh, he's already high on my list okay. already. And then I see that he's a five-star, and then I see his schools. I'm like, oh, yeah, this kid's a thumper. All right, last few texts about the whole <laughs> getting in trouble with your parents thing. A28 wrote in, I was 13 and 92. When Leitner hit the game-winning shot against Kentucky, I called it a SOB. I was grounded from watching the rest of the tournament. That would be tough. That'd be Ooh. like the worst thing that could ever happen to you, Fiddy, if you were grounded from watching the tournament the rest of the way. Yeah. And I mean, look, I, like, here's the thing. Like, whenever I raise my kids, I think I will allow them. Once you get 10 years old, I think it's okay to start cussing. Okay. For me, it was like 13. Like, when I, when I went into seventh grade, I, I mean, I was just unfiltered. But like 10 years old, that's a good time for you to start saying, like, you know, you know, the, the okay cuss words, what I call the Bible cuss words. But what yeah. happens when they go to school and say them? I don't care. 
seventh, okay. seventh grade fitty sounds wild. Oh, right. Dude, seventh grade. And, and see, this is the guy. He's going to send his kid to school, and he's going to be a hellraiser. Hellraiser. But see, it's going to be fun for him until he turns into a teenager, and then he's telling Fitty where to go. Yeah. Especially if he ends up bigger than you, too, and he's telling you what you can do when you tell him not to mm-hmm. do something, and he's going to tell you where you can go, then you're going to regret letting him be a Hellraiser. Yeah, poor Bryce had his dad be a former offensive lineman. Your your kid is going to be fine. Your kid. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, man. No, he's Fitty's going to have a Sammy Brown. That's what he's going to have, right? here, 6'2", 225, and he's going to tell his dad where he can go. All right, we're going to tell the Panthers. We're not going to tell them where they can go, but we can tell them where they can go with this top pick. Chris Mortensen, you like how I did that. Chris Mortensen has now entered. And when I wrote this into the rundown, I put yawn. Because every day we get somebody that comes in and tells us, not that this guy will be the pick, but that the, the, the Panthers, they all love him. He's the guy. We get a different guy every day. All right? We just had one earlier, Tony Pauline. And then Chris Mortensen has come on and said that Bryce Young is the guy and that the Panthers all love him. So, according to him, it is a wrap. And when you watch the clip of this, uh, Mel Kuyper even is still calling Cap. Like, low-key, he's calling Cap. He's like, oh, we'll see. There's a lot of time to go. And Mortensen was like, well, I didn't say he was going to make the pick today, but he's now added to this. Are we buying it? I say no. I'm with uh, I'm with Mel Kuyper. I'm I'm calling Cap. I mean, not I mean, that I, he's lying, but I'm just saying I'm, I'm not sure anybody's the surefire guy at this juncture. Yeah, I don't know. I, I would not say he's the surefire guy, but here's the thing. So I've got a mock draft to do. It's an annual mock draft I do every year for yes. the Pennsylvania radio station. Mm-hmm. I've got the number one pick this year. Yes. Never have had that representing the Carolina Panthers. What we, you know, we've done this with, I think it's been since DJ Moore that I've been doing this. And so it's always, we talked about this earlier in the off season too, how you were able to pretty much define it and, and dwindle it down to like two different guys, mm-hmm. whether it be DJ Moore that year, that was not a surprise, whether it be Brian Burns or Andre Dillard, one of those two, it was kind of a race at 16. And then we got to Derek Brown. That seemed to be the answer there. This, I don't know. And they have the number one overall pick, which is quite, con- uh, quite confusing. I'm going to go Bryce Young. And and the way that you're supposed to do this is you're supposed to pick who you think the Panthers are going to choose. And you can make fun of me all you want. I just have a gut feeling that it's Bryce Young. Given the stuff they've talked about him, given the stuff they've talked about CJ, who they love, given the stuff, to who they've, the stuff they've mentioned about Anthony Richardson, which is all glowing as well, I just feel like the whole he's the best QB, he's got the best film, he's the most poised type of stuff – I ultimately think they bank on that to be the number one overall selection. I don't feel great about it, but at the end of the day, I got to make a pick. And at five o'clock today, when I do that radio hit, I'm going to choose Bryce Young. Yes, I believe Chris Mortensen in what he's saying that Bryce Young is very much up there at the top. I don't know if it's a wrap, but I do think Chris Mortensen, he is being told by quite a few people in that organization. Bryce Young is the guy right now. Well, I do think one important factor here is at play, and I think Tony Pauline said it, and I think it's kind of general knowledge. If Bryce Young had the requisite measurables, we would be talking about him as a generational prospect quarterback, and I have no doubts about that. With the numbers that he put up, the accuracy, the processing, you saw the stats came out the other day about the processing test that they took. Uh, I believe he was the number one guy, but just everything you see from Bryce Young, he did it with – 
great playmakers. He did it without great playmakers. If he's 6'2", 6'3", 210, 220, there's no question about it. And I don't know that the Bears even make this trade to begin with. I think maybe they get rid of Justin Fields and draft him if if all things are equal at this point. So, no, I, I think you're strong in that selection. As I told Tony, I'm off of the uh, Anthony Richardson so train. Off, after, so, yeah, I'm off now. You're off. And, and is it because – so Tony had the power of your opinion Not right Tony, there. but just the fact – he did help when he said less than 20%. Yeah. Now, he said if it was up to Reich, he would do it. Thomas Davis, I'm still holding on to that a little bit. Maybe we can get him to come on it, and maybe he can get me back on the train. But after what Mortensen has said – and not that I fully believe that, but then when Tony said that it's less than 20% because others in the organization may not like him as much as Reich, I'm going to um, – I'm, I'm just going to take a reprieve for a minute. I'm, I'm going to go to a dark room <laughs> okay. and, and have a weekend while I ponder. All right. This. That sounds a lot like San Francisco's new QB. Oh, you had to do that. <laughs> With oh. the rumors. Anybody? I don't know if they've seen them. There's oh, some rumors I've that seen. if the Jets eventually this whole thing doesn't work out with Aaron Rodgers, that perhaps San Francisco would pursue him. Would that be the worst sports thing to happen to you in quite some time? Yeah, man. This would be LeBron to the Lakers all over again. But I'm not going to quit the 49ers because I love them too much. I have a deep, deep love. It'd be worse, though, right? You you hate Aaron Rodgers. Because I'd have to just make the deal with the devil for for Aaron (laughs) Rodgers, man. I just have to put up with the nonsense. But they're so good, though. Really quick before we move. They're they're so good. I can't see him showing up guys on that roster. They ain't having that. He ain't showing up Trent Williams or Debo or any of those guys because – It'll be some furniture moving. All right, moving on. No, you're good. So with the Anthony Richardson stuff, though, I will say everybody that would talk about don't be surprised if he's the number one pick. It's a real possibility. Dan Orlovsky said it. We heard about TD. We've heard a couple, right? Mm -hmm. Like enough to get your attention where it's not stupid to at least present that as an argument, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's enough of that out there to where we should address it. But nobody doing the mock draft thing. Nobody has gone on the record saying it is going to be them. Plenty of people has have said it is going to be CJ. It is going to be Bryce Young. Nobody has made that leap to say definitively it is going to be Anthony Richardson. And so that's why it was always a lot harder for me to get on the Anthony Richardson bandwagon as far as him being the number one overall selection. And as soon as you get right on that day where you are making that selection and the closer you get to it, Wes, at some point, anxiety sets in the more you get there because the time's coming. And then as that anxiety sits in, I'm going to take the safest pick or at least the safest of the three options. Mm. And that's where I think Anthony Richardson is the first to leave the chat. All right. So let's talk about the boom or bust percentages for the top five quarterbacks. We're going to bring Hendon Hooker into this who is starting to get some first round buzz and we're just going to go percentages. You go 50, 50, 60, 40, you go 73, 27, mm-hmm. whatever it is that you want to put uh, on these guys as far as their boom or bust percentages. So we're going to start with Bryce young. What's the boom or bust percentage on him in your opinion? I think Bryce young and CJ Stroud have the highest floor of both. And the only reason you might go with C.J. Stroud as the safest option is because you don't think he's going to get broken. Fair. And so when we talk about bust, right, like uh-huh. that that's it. The higher floor, avoiding uh-huh. the bust part of it. I don't think either one of them are going to be bust. Uh-huh. So I think it's very little with Bryce Young as we right, focus well, give me on a him. Percentage. With a bust percentage? Yeah. I give think, me 90, 10, 80, 20. Sounds like you're in the 90, 10 range. Boom, the bust. I'll go 
I'll go 85-15. On both? That seems better. 85-85, boom, 15 bust. On both. For Bryce Young. Okay. The all, and, and the only reason it would be bust, right, is because of injury. Mm-hmm. It's not because he's a bad QB. Mm-hmm. It's because he's getting injured. Mm-hmm. With C.J. Stroud, the bust potential is 10, man. Like, the, the thing about it oh. is... I. CJ, I like this. This is intriguing. Well, the thing about C.J. Stroud is he might be the safer pick because you don't think he's going to get broken. The body, it it's easier to attach yourself to that type of prospect because we've seen that body before. The accuracy is real. And so if you're talking about the safest things every single year that you're looking for in a QB, mm-hmm. it's accuracy and it's the body. Right? And and C.J. Stroud matches both of those. Now, you want the ability to thrive in chaos. That's more so Bryce Young. But if there is chaos, then you might be a little more susceptible to getting beat down by one of the bigger defensive linemen. And so if C.J. Stroud gets hit, you feel better about his frame than what you do about Bryce Young's. And so I, I don't know how even it is as far as, okay, 90% boom level for C.J. Like, I'll say this. Maybe I'm altering your question, but this is how I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. So... I think Bryce has a bigger boom potential than C.J. Stroud does. I also think Bryce has a little bit, a little bit more bust potential because of the injury factor and the injury factor alone. Okay. So for Bryce Young on his boom bust potential, I'm going to go 75-25. And the reason I go 25 is because it's the NFL. Like the NFL humbles us all. And I'm just saying, let's just say just players in general. There have been many guys that have come out that you think I can't miss and they're going to do this and they're going to do that. Because I think about, because in my mind, I'm comparing him to, to, to Trevor Lawrence. And I'm like, Trevor Lawrence was the last generation, I'm doing air quotes, prospect that we had at the position. And to me, Bryce Young, especially if he had the measurables like Trevor Lawrence had, the 6'6", the 220, 25, whatever the case, we will be talking about him in the same light. And as just far as games, they both are all that to me. And it took Trevor Lawrence some time. And we were coming into this season wondering, you know, even myself, I thought he was as can't miss as it got. And we came into this season wondering if, you know, he was going to show up and be that type of prospect. And he started to get it together the second half of the season. I just think it takes guys sometimes to adjust. He's not going to come in with the most elite weapons in the world. And so I think, you know, the NFL is going to humble. Uh, then for Mr. Stroud, I'm going to go uh, a little bit lower, 70-30. Uh, again, just I think that Bryce Young's the better prospect, so that's why I give him the extra 5%. So it sounds like you think Bryce is also the safer prospect than Yes. CJ. Because I just think his process and the way he plays, everything he's done in his life, and I think the fact that he is small plays into the type of player that he is where he's going to go that extra mile. It's just something about small guys, man. You can't you can't measure their will, and their will drives them to be great. And so that's the thing that I kind of like about Bryce Young is, the, is that uh, as well. So uh, I'm going to go with that, give, give uh, CJ the extra 5%. Uh, like you said, some of the analytics, when you talked about the throwing with pressure in a pocket, that 40% rate, that's something to be looked at. Uh, the fact that he was supplemented with that kind of talent and then to have those type of numbers when the pocket breaks down, is slightly alarming, slightly. So I go there. Yeah, and that that's the thing, too, just trying to evaluate QBs. It's who who is the guy that when things go very differently than they did in the college game, that is going to handle it better. Mm -hmm. I feel very comfortable saying the guy that's going to handle it better is Bryce Young. And that's the guy I want because especially he can hit the ground running Mm -hmm. 
and potentially hit his ceiling closer than what C.J. Stroud could, right? I mean, it, it's that kind of thing where you're, the ability to throw with pressure in your face, who is better? Who can escape the pocket a little better? And it's totally fair to say we didn't see a lot of that from C.J. Stroud because why would you leave an empty pocket? In fact, that's actually a ding against you. If you stay in the clean pocket, don't leave. There's no reason to, or that'll actually hurt your evaluation. So no reason to ding him for it. But I almost like having some of that pressure towards Bryce Young. And look, even Joe Marino kind of talked about how he had a clean pocket a lot to throw to. So it's not like he was dealing with pressure all the time. I just feel Bryce Young is better equipped to handle it when it does come. All right, we got the breeze through these next few. So Anthony, well, these are easy. Yeah, Anthony Richardson, I'm going to go uh, 60-40. I think he does have a good success rate if he gets in the right system, uh, obviously. But I think, you know, like the Colts or the Panthers or someone like that that's going to take advantage of his skill set. The completion percentage, it worries me a little bit, but to me it's just more processing. Is he going to get in there and be able to know what he's seeing to be able to be an effective quarterback with such limited with such a limited amount of starts, and we know the statistic about that with quarterbacks, the more experience they have coming out of college, the better uh, they have a chance of being. So that's why I go 60-40, but I do think he's going to be a successful quarterback. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go the opposite direction. Oh, 40-60? Yeah, and maybe even, I don't know why I'm being weird like this, but give me 65-35. And that's a bust, 65. But this is not even a knock on Richardson. I know it's lame. (laughs) How is it not? Well, No, the, the reason it's not a knock on Richardson is because it's hard to hit on QBs anyway okay i mean especially yeah that's why i went 75 25 on bryce yeah and that's totally fair but when it's so hard to hit on qbs anyway and then when you bring in more variables like Mm -hmm. you do with anthony richardson with the lack of the accuracy that's the only reason it's because it's so much a part of a larger picture at how hard it is to land your franchise qb it's really hard there are franchises out there that's they haven't done it for 20 years and so that's why when you include more variables we'll have the same thing I, you know, same thing for me. I yeah, I'm, I'm going similar. on him a little higher. I'm going 30-70 on uh, Will Levis. I just don't see him being much as a, of a success. Uh, and then Hendon Hooker. Uh, when you, now, Hendon Hooker, I do feel a little bit better about. I would go for him. I'm going to go... I'm going to go 70-30 on Hendon Hooker. I think he's going to be a good quarterback. Well, the problem is boom with him. Does it, does it scream boom? Like Hendon Hooker, like everybody else has a bigger boom. If you so want, I think to. the bigger boom is going to be the guys that are that are uber athletic like that. As far as just like, you know, when we talk about Richardson, and that's a lot of why we gave him the boom he did. But Hendon Hooker, I think he's a pocket quarterback first. I really think he became a passer at Tennessee, and so I think that people are just. I think the only reason his stock has taken a hit is because of the injury. Yeah, it is. but his stock is starting to fly back up again. But I'm going 70-30. You can't deny that year that he had at Tennessee. No, it was great. Now, there are problems about the system that he was in. Uh, Now, again, that's infiltrated the NFL game a little more. So offensive coaches have realized it's better to try to do what they do well at college level to copy and paste that into the NFL and try to get the most out of them. And so, yeah, with Hendon Hooker, I I hope he's successful. He was a lot of fun to watch. And uh, he seems like a safe guy to me, just not as much as the boom as the other guys have. Gotcha. Fitty Flash, second of the day. Let's get it. All right, we're going to go around the diamond. A lot of day baseball games being played. The Cubs and Reds in a rain delay. The Yankees lead the Phillies 1-0 in the second. The Rays and the Nats are tied 0-0 in the top of the second. Bases loaded, though, for Tampa Bay. The Marlins lead 1-0 the day after. Sandy Alcantara threw a 
shutout game last night in an hour and 57 minutes. Another example of why the new rules suck. <laughs> and why the do you not like the complete game? Going? Why, why no, is that a problem? Hour and 57 minutes, though. Yeah, why, but that, why? That's shorter than a college basketball game. Like, the length of time's an issue. And the Atlanta cool. Braves, they're up 3 nothing on the Cardinals. They're going for a sweep in St. Louis. And last night, the Charlotte Knights won... Their third straight game, they're now 3-1. and one. They beat Columbus 6-2. Okay. They may be the best team in the city of Charlotte right now. <laughs> the baby White Sox? Absolutely. <laughs> Go Knights, baby. They'll, I, to... <laughs> I was just going to say, they'll be back in action tonight on the road, 6-15. We had a South Carolina-North Carolina go at it last night at Truist Field, right? Mm -hmm. I think we did have that college baseball game again. Yeah. I think Stanford P went there. It's a big Gamecock fan, so big shout. Need Heels to get out lost. there to Truist Field. I know. Well, that sounds like it was a good night being at the Hills <laughs> Loss. When we come back, Fitty's favorites. We got a great one for you when we return on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta. And check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Weston Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. We sent Fiddy to the foul line earlier. So we started off with a lot of energy because Fiddy is angry at sports. He's angry at Major League Baseball because of the pitch clock. And because of that, we thought, okay, yesterday we were talking about it. We thought we might do over the past year, because if we did all time, Fiddy would just go on the entire show and all the entire week. So what we did over the past year, what are Fiddy's biggest sports beefs, okay, from one calendar year? There are a few that I thought would make this list that I don't see on here, and there are a few that I'm not surprised at all. So without further ado... Fiddy, let's go to number four. What is the fourth biggest sports beef you have over the past season? All right, you got to tell me at the end which ones you thought were going to make it that didn't make it. But number four, this really came to light during the postseason because Greg Olson got to call the Super Bowl, and he did a very adequate job. He was, oh, no. he was very good at what he did, kind of like he was on the football field. He was very good. I wouldn't say he was elite. Mm -hmm. This whole this whole mythology that he is the best analyst in the game of football and he surpassed Tony Romo is one of the biggest is one of the biggest farces in the history of humanity. Cuz <laughs> it was just rooted in the fact that people just don't like to hear Romo predict the plays. He has a lot of fun in the booth. I know he got some plays wrong, but that's going to happen. But I, I I still don't get how people would much rather listen to Greg Olson who's joined the show and is a great guy, yeah. call a game over Tony Romo. First off, it's not all his fault. Kevin Burkhart is one of the biggest stains on the history of broadcasting. Dang. The dude is terrible. So I mean, it's... I don't have any more words, Wes. Yeah. It's just so strong for the most tiny of things. <laughs> Kevin Burkhart out here announcing games, and this man called him a stain to the industry. Kevin Burkhart. He sounds like a Simpson character. Kent Brockman. They can, actually can did speak, have him though. on The Simpsons, didn't they? They I, did. I don't know. I know Kent Brockman can speak, though. If you're comparing him to Kent Brockman, then that is 
a compliment as far as I'm concerned. I actually agree with the sports beef here. No, I I agree with the opposite of what Fiddy is saying is what I'm saying. So you like, disagree. Right. I guess that's a better way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> I agree that I think that Greg Olson is better. Wow. I do. And, I, and, I think and Greg Olson got better. Does he ever get excited to be there? He's just yes. kind of like, you know, guys, we're here. We're going to call a football game and. You know, Fiddy, all somebody has to do to please you as a listener to a broadcast is yell all the time. Yeah. That's all you have to do. And say something disparaging and, or borderline. 100%. No, because Keith Hernandez doesn't yell. He, the dude falls He's asleep. a Met. You have his jersey. I don't give a I don't care. He, but he, he doesn't get excited. The dude falls asleep while he's calling a baseball game, and I still love it. Yeah, Greg Olson is awesome because Tony Romo, I like Tony Romo too. He just has to st- he has to stop stepping on Jim Nance all the time. Maybe Jim Nance should want to talk about something other than golf. But he <laughs> wants to talk about the NFL. He's still doing that because he loves it. And if you listen to those broadcasts, I'm okay with you stepping on the play-by-play announcer every now and then for the exciting moments. I'm cool with that. I like the loud noises. I like the excitement. But just the normal, fluid play-by-play stuff, stop stepping on them. That's See, the only I, I'm, thing. I'm with Fiddy. I like Romo way better. Yeah, Here I we like go, Greg Jim. Olsen. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, what are, here we go with what? I can't hear Jim talk about it. Because, because you're Jim talking. Nance is like, you know, hello, friends. Welcome to Arrowhead Stadium. Here to call the Chiefs and the Bengals. Yeah, I think Greg Olson's all right, but I like Romo. All right. Number, number three, Fiddy. This is going to be worse than calling someone a stain. You know, growing up as a college basketball junkie, I used to love watching coaches in certain suits. Like, you knew... I could tell how Roy Williams treated a game by the suit he was wearing and the tie that went with it. Like, I knew that it was a big game. And then the COVID year happened, and they come out here, and they're wearing the sweaters and all this, you know, the, the, <laughs> the pullovers, three-quarter zip-ups and all that stuff. I thought post-COVID we'd go back to wearing suits and looking like professionals. And instead, in Hubert Davis's first game as Carolina's head basketball coach, he was wearing a rain jacket. How does this make you feel like it's important when you're coming out there in a rain jacket, some khakis, and some Air Jordans? But then I might have went back the other way because Kim Mulkey showed up in the Final Four looking like a real-life flamingo. Mm -hmm. And look, the the amount of confidence that woman has, if I had half that confidence, I would not be in a year-long drought, okay? But I don't have that type of confidence. Okay. But it annoys me to, to utter belief to watch these coaches. The games don't feel important anymore. They're just It's like they're out there at a because AAU event. Because of what event. they're wearing. Yes. Okay. And it hasn't helped John Shire. John Shire in a suit looks normal. John Shire in a three-quarter zip-up looks like a giraffe. You keep going with giraffe. I Dude, like, I wish I was better at I ain't going to lie. As a fellow loud dresser, I really appreciate Kim Bowman. She's styling out there. Well, and plus, this is this has to be your biggest beef with Fitty. You, because you don't mind them not going with the suits on the side. No, no, man, you got to be comfortable. Man, at that hot and yelling and all that type of stuff, man, I, I'm for it. Be comfortable. I do like suits back in the day. Pat Riley and stuff like that used to be styling out there. Yeah. It's cool, but I could imagine. I don't like working in a suit every day, so I could imagine how annoying that would be coaching basketball and getting hot and aggravated in a suit. Do you regret Bob Huggins not being on your least favorite coaches of all time list when we did this back a while ago? There wasn't enough space to put his fat ass on there. Oh, goodness gracious. Okay, I don't... I'm ah. Let's go. <laughs> so, God, I hate him so much. I'm so angry. What's number two? Oh, He's, number two. Okay, oh, you know, this is going to be good. Yeah, yeah this is good. 
We're not going to number Jason, one. Jason, you my man, baby. Let me say that before you get started. I do not reflect these views. You know, I thought after Rashad McCants, <laughs> we, we we were done, you know, with, with people literally exiling themselves from the Carolina family, the greatest sports fraternity on the face of the earth. And then Jason Capel had to go join his dumbass brother in Pittsburgh and sell his soul to a program that's never going to achieve anything of remote success in the history or, or for the remainder of time. <laughs> Because this jabroni, the last two yeah. years, and credit to Pitt, they've come to Carolina and they've beaten the Tar Heels in the Smith Center. It's a really hard thing to do. But every time he does it, he makes an ass out of himself, and he wants to be celebrated. And I held this bleep down when Matt Doherty was here. You held down an 8-20 team, bro. What's there to be excited about? The guy, the guy might be the biggest fraud to ever put on the North Carolina jersey. He might be worse than McCants. We're not even at number one yet. <laughs> We've only gone through three. Yeah. Not rapid fire <laughs> Wes, over here today. Wes, Wes, is, uh, Wes is in pain hearing some of this. So I'm am just I. sitting here with my eyes closed. Just yeah. I'm absorbing it. Yeah, he's so yeah. bad, dude. Like He's the one guy. Wes called me out this morning. You don't keep the same energy. Bring Jason Capel in the studio. Oh, no. And I, I will keep the same energy. I want to move on from this. Number one, it's finally <laughs> here. Let's get to it. What you got for us? Buddy? I've got two baseball games on in the studio, and it just re... Just re... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> aggravates? Reiterates. Yeah, reiterates, re-aggravates. Dude, the pitch clock in Major League Baseball might be... It's 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 the worst rule in sports. It's worse than if you fumble the ball out of bounds, the 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 defense gets it on their opposing twenty. Oh, that is the worst. Which is a complete oh, and utterly dumb rule. So is speeding up the games to the level that they have. Where do you have games that are shorter than movies now? And I got to pay four times more to go watch a baseball game than I got to go watch probably some middle-of-the-road movie. It's so bad, and I cannot wait till Rob Manford gets voted out and he's on the commissioner of Major League Baseball, and you see what happens in politics with Major League Baseball. The next commissioner comes in and undoes everything that his predecessor has done because <laughs> this guy has single-handedly ruined America's pastime. <laughs> it's Rob Manfred's fault. All of it. I like the idea, Fiddy. Have you ever been to a Major League Baseball game before? No. I like really? that you are camping wow, so much for the fan. Having not been there, but maybe if they were cheaper, you would go, right? This is all Willie's fault, though. Okay, okay. I just wanted to make sure. I mean, like, I have begged Willie. I've got fat stacks. I can pay my own way. Let's go to New York and go watch the Mets play. Okay. And um, this man has more excuses than a woman not wanting to go on a date with me. No, I mean, that was an epic wow. segment of just sounding off. We had to do a top four because we knew top five would be way too much and we would not have enough time. No, no Aaron Rodgers, no LeBron because he acts... No Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. We thought is he one. would not omit. And um, those are my top two. I thought maybe it's a little bit underground because it's not like we spent a whole week on it, but we did talk that one day about Traquavion Smith, Armando Baycott, Baycott with the glasses, Fitty made it his profile yeah. pick. I thought that would be one that made the list, but that one didn't as well. It just left the list on a stretcher. It did. It's gonna go party later. Oh <laughs> that's a great one, honestly. I like that joke. I can't it's lie, what? I'm just sitting there watching a few minutes of baseball and I'm enjoying the pace. All right. There we go. <laughs> disagreeing with Finney's number one sports beef of the past year. We have one more hour to go on Wes and Walker, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.